Welcome, 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 all you podcast downloaders. This is The Awkward Throw Clear with Aaron Chalupa. I am Aaron Chalupa. And this is also a part of the uh, Not After 30 Podcast Nation Network with Anthony DeFrancesca, El Jefe. Yeah, hopefully you guys have been liking a lot of his release content. It's been great. I've been having some good laughs of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to throw a little bit in there. Uh, Anthony, I think the pyramids are pretty cool, and there is a good mystery behind them. But I find Stonehenge is a little bit crazier. We should look into that one a little bit. Anyway, back to me. This is episode 34 of the Awkward Throat Clear. I'm with Amy Sodek. Amy used to fight fire with me. She came up here for two years of firefighting, a hell attack, and then she did one year of air tanker base, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, she's currently living in Peace River right now with her husband and little one. I believe he's eight months old, little Levi. And they're just having a good time. They were up in Yellowknife. They are living down in the Bow Valley and Banff and Canmore area. And now they're in Peace River, not too far away from my hometown of Grimshaw. So I've been having a lot of fun um, sitting down with her. Um, she's hoping to come on a few more times, which I hope so too. We touched a little bit into uh, holistic medicine. Um, Amy's very knowledgeable of that. Uh, she's also very knowledgeable about fitness and nutrition and like all kinds of like kinesiology kind of thing and um, just really knowing your body and what's good and what's bad for it. So we have a nice little sit down and talk about that. There's still so much I need to learn about it. Amy's very, very knowledgeable. And yeah, no, like there's just so much information. We you know, got caught up with what's been happening the last four years since the last time we hung out. And just what's been going on in her life or traveling, all that kind of stuff and, you know, where it all started. This is actually also the first recording with my new Blues Yeti microphone. So hopefully you guys can hear the difference and the difference in this uh, episode 34. Um, so, yeah, without further, further ado, this is Amy Sodek. How's it going, Awkward 30 Podcast listeners and likers of the Awkward Throw Clear? I'm your host, Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupacabra. I am here with Amy Sodek. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. New, new last name for you. I used to know Amy as Amy Garrett up north and for uh, high-level firefighting. I met Amy, what year was it? 2013. We're both rookies. Yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah. Amy, you were on Sam Genge's crew yep. with Joa Markotic yeah. and was Fraser. Fraser on the crew too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Joa and Fraser were kind of a package deal for a couple of years. With Sam, right? I believe so. Because yeah. they had the last name for the name tag on it, Genge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fraser Genge and Joa Genge. So yeah, anyway, I am in the beautiful peace country, my home area, uh, visiting Amy. Amy is living in the peace country now. Pretty exciting. Pardon me? Temporary home. Temporary home. Yes. Yes. You are the traveling gypsy. Yes. So Amy, tell me a little bit about yourself besides like, give me a little summary of who you are, what you do now. Oh, wow. Who I am summed up. Um, What I do now. So currently um, I'm married, happily married, and I have a beautiful baby boy who was just born in September. So he's six months old. So I'm getting used to the mom life, which is beautiful chaos. I like to describe <laughs> it as. Yes. Um, and then at the same time, I'm slowly trying to build a business, a nutrition business. Nice. So a lot going on, a lot to get used to. Um, but. And what's the name of the fun. business? It's Balanced Spoon Nutritional Consulting. And you can find it on Instagram, correct? I have Instagram as well as um, a Facebook page. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So what do you do with the business? So currently, um, I have I take clients mm-hmm. and um, basically people that want to um, make their lives 
better and by using whole foods. And um, so I'm, I went to um, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. So I'm a holistic nutritional consultant. And Subtle brag, humble brag. Yeah, a little, little <laughs> in there for you. Um, so yeah, I work with clients that want to use whole foods to um, better their lives instead of hopping on medication and popping pills. No, I, I don't think that there's anything better than that. Yeah, honestly. there's definitely times that call for it, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I've got... Um, I won't get into too many details about it because I don't really know exactly what's going on. The doctor told me and I was so happy I didn't need surgery. Uh, but my shoulders bother me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so those little sacks. And there's some scar tissue. The bursa. Bursa sacks. Thank yeah. you. And they're a little bit irritated and everything. So I've got some uh, anti-inflammatories. Yep. And they really hurt my stomach. So I mm-hmm. try not to take them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But I also got to take them because that helps my shoulder heal. Right. So it's this big... Uh, battle back and forth. And a funny thing, this is when I hurt my knee years ago, my great aunt in Austria, my auntie Paula, she recommended to my cousin Lydia to give me (laughs) cream cheese on my knee. What? Yeah. What did the cream cheese do? I don't know if it was just the cheese itself or if it was just because it was cold and it kind of worked as kind of like a paste and just stayed there and kind of held that cold factor. But like I, I tore my meniscus, so I was only able to open it so much and that could take me so long. Yeah. After putting the cream cheese on there and leaving it sitting on a, like for a half hour, wrapped it around in uh, saran wrap, and then covered it in a towel to let that cold kind of stay there, Yeah. I would be able to walk around. I could walk up and down the stairs, no problem. Like, you know, it just like, just like opening, closing your, you know, your, your, your knee joint just normally. And there was very, very little pain. Wow. I'll put and, that in my toolbox. Yeah. And I, and I didn't need surgery at all. It took me about two years of not snowboarding for, to kind of like heal enough and I can skate and I can snowboard on it now too. And wow. I was pretty happy about that. So people still don't believe me and you know, think Maybe that's the stupidest the thing. <laughs> Maybe it was placebo cheese. No, no, it's a, it's, you know, a nice little Austrian, uh, you know, Remedy, I guess. Yeah. Like like an onion in the sock and then go to bed. Crazy. Wonderful. But yeah. Back to your shoulder. There's definitely foods you can eat that are anti-inflammatory foods. So you would eat them and then they would help keep the inflammation down. Well, we'll talk about that later on too. Yeah. How wonderful. But yeah. And, you know, we knew each other 2013, 2014. I left to go brew in 2014. But you finished up that year, and then the next year you did Tanker Base in 2015, if I remember no, correctly. No, I had one more year of hack. You had one more year of hack. there, and then I did Tanker Base. Yep. You had one more year of hack. I did two years of hack. I was on Yeah, 2013, Sheldon's 2014. Crew. 2014, you're on Shelly's crew, I believe. Because yes. when I was gone, you did, um, you did Tanker Base, and when I came back in 2016, you were gone. Because that's yeah. when I was with Carrie and we saw you down. In, or this is how my down. life is literally a gone show. <laughs> I don't have dates for things. Everything mm-hmm. is just like muddled into one. <laughs> so I remember the first year of Hack was 2000, the summer of 2013. Mm-hmm. So then, and then the second one was summer of 2014. Tanker Base was summer of 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I jumped a whole year there. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what 2015. Yeah. Cool. Three great years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the 2015 year was really crazy. Yes, it was. Yeah, so you guys are probably really busy with the tanker base because that's one thing. It's like sometimes it could be a busy year for Hell Attack, but not a busy year for tanker. Yeah, it was a it was a great year for mm-hmm. putting away savings. That's for sure. You have to forgive me, there, listeners. I'm chewing on some banana bread right now, and it's very delicious. So if you hear me <laughs> kind of smacking my lips, I'm glad you like it. It's actually made from almond flour, so because mm-hmm, you are gluten free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, are you celiac or just gluten intolerant? I'm not celiac. I'm um, gluten intolerant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, I might be celiac. It actually it can take quite a number of years for the 
um, marker to show up in your blood if you yeah. actually are celiac. Yeah. Um, and mine hasn't shown up yet, so and I stay away. As my listeners know, I'm a huge beer fan, but I'm also a big you know <laughs> booze hound in the sense that I appreciate many different alcohols. I'm not an alcoholic, but I like I do like my different alcohols, and that's where we bonded. Is that you're you're a big wine fan. Yeah, I used to be. (laughs) Motherhood. Motherhood kind of takes that away. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about wines. I just loved the taste of wine. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. You're you're more of a red fan, correct? Yeah, Shiraz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in particular. (laughs) (laughs) A little razzle-dazzle. Yeah. So let's... um, so I know you in firefighting. How did how did you like your rookie year? You're like this is the thing too. Is I was up there since 2007. When I first got up there, we had three females, and then from 2007 to 2012, no one. There was, it was only guys for oh, wow. for hell attack. So the fact that you and Morgan came around, we're all like girl. Wow, two. I didn't know that. So it was really cool. Like you guys kind of like it. It's not like you guys were pioneers in the way that people saw, hey, there's female firefighters up north. I'm not sure what was going on up north. I don't, I just, maybe it was because it's so far away from places. People want to see the mountains. That's always a big thing. You know, if I can do Hell Attack in Calgary area, that's cool. But yeah, you guys came up and then after that, it's always been like minimum two more females that have been firefighting. So that was really sweet. So you and Morgan Gillis, who we had earlier um, a few months ago on the pod, um, what was that like? With Morgan? Well, just coming up firefighting because you, yeah. you grew up in Edmonton and you've always no, been... No, actually. Didn't you grow up in no, so I'm from BC. Oh. Yeah. I, um, I was born in Abbotsford. Oh, okay. And then I spent seven years um, in Aldergrove, which is just a nearby uh, I guess city now. I know it, yeah. Yeah. And then um, when I was seven, my family up and moved to Merritt, BC. I know Merritt, yes. Small little valley town, mm-hmm. mostly known for the country music festival, which I think they've shut down because it got way too oh, crazy. Really? Yeah, there was oh, lots geez. of. I know Merritt because when you're driving by it, it has all the signs and everything. And yeah. It's just like, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, the town you have to go through to get to anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I was. 15, almost 16, we moved again and we moved to Spruce Grove, just mm-hmm. outside Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. That's where I knew it from. I, I'm pretty sure I knew that you were from BC, but it's yeah. just because you were in Edmonton a for BC a while. Girl. You're going to school in Edmonton too, weren't you? I did. So yeah, Edmonton became kind of like my home base. So I did a year and a half of mm-hmm. finishing high school. Um, and then I actually finished high school in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So my last year... Uh, grade 12, I took off to Mexico and lived there and finished school. I lived with a family who had seven kids, eight kids. Holy moly. Um, not all eight of them were there. Six of them were there. Mm-hmm. And I helped just kind of take care of the kids um, and experience real life Mexico. It wasn't like a touristy place at all. Yeah. Um, and then finished up grade 12. And then I didn't graduate there. I came back to my class and did like the graduation ceremony. Yeah. But um, so that was actually my first taste of traveling even was mm-hmm. when I was, uh, 17, 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, back to Edmonton. So came back and then, um, Edmonton was, I went to Grant McEwen University mm-hmm. and I did some schooling there and then I would take off and go traveling and then did some schooling. Okay. So I ended up doing hack. So yeah, 2013, it was on my bucket list. To, to, to firefight. do firefighting, yeah. How, how'd you hear about it? Like like wildland firefighting in Alberta? Um, I had two cousins that did wildland firefighting in BC. Yep. And then I had a friend um, who did it in Alberta, and he actually um, proposed the idea to me. He was like, hey, you, this is something you would love. Mm-hmm. It's totally up your alley, and you should check it out. So you so. decided to go with Alberta over BC on his... Yeah. I was, okay. I was told a few things about the differences in the provinces, mm-hmm. but I was living in Alberta anyways, and mm-hmm. everything just seemed to line up there. Totally. Um, 
Actually, I might have even applied in BC, mm-hmm. but I I heard more back from Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I had, um, the day I was picked up by, um, Sean, our boss and oh, Sean Gillis and, um, Yukon Cornelius to Brian Fair. Yes. And I saw him this Fort, winter. What you were talking about his Fort? What's you go, you're having a drink at his, his, uh, <laughs> his house tonight. Oh, uh, oh, Jason. Jason. Jason yes. Smith. Jason yes. Was the other person. So the Lovely three of them picked me up in the truck because I needed a ride. And I had <laughs> literally just broken up with my ex-boyfriend. So I hopped in the truck and I like had tears, I think. Oh, my face. no. And I covered it up with a pair of aviators. Like you broke up with him on the phone or? No, like we you had broke been living it? together. And oh. they picked me up at my house and I was, oh. I said goodbye to him. And that was And that end. was it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I never knew about that. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to like cleanse to go to the north. <laughs> it was meant Jesus. to be. Yeah, yeah. So I remember putting on a pair of aviators, covering up my tears and putting oh, on a no. fake smile and hopping in the truck and that was it. Well, that must have been a little <laughs> awkward of a drive. I was quiet. I was definitely quiet. Yeah. But I mean, it was me and three like rough and tough guys. So I was Yeah, ex-military, quiet ex-military <laughs> and then just Jason, that, just Jason. that drunken dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of like a dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Not because he's super short or anything, but it's just like, <laughs> dude, this is just his nature. You know, mm. he's, he's such a joyous guy in his voice. Like, Jesus Christ, how's it going? Yeah, let's have a beer. What yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? That's for you, sissy. <laughs> you know, and he does a little I wouldn't jig. call him a dwarf. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't mean like dwarf as in like he's little or anything, but like I look at him and I'm like, yeah, it's like a, like a, you know, mix between like, I don't know, Mary and Pippin from Lord of the Rings and Gimli. He's just yeah. a, a cheery, jolly guy i see that yeah yeah he, well he's my boss right now so you know, i love him he's a great guy i've known him for shout years shout out to jason so, shout yeah. out to jason so yeah no, you, so you get up north and yeah, it was an amazing summer yeah it was uh, well, this is the thing is i like yeah you go to high level and there's not a whole lot of stuff in the area like you're right between kind of the highway between edmonton and Yellowknife. yeah which are two cool cities it was as far north that i had been yeah, yeah. no 100 percent. and yeah. so you're in this rough and t- Tough northern community in Alberta, mm-hmm. surrounded by, you know, well, for firefighters, guys, you know, there's a lot of female seasonal workers. Yeah. But yeah, like, I remember you just always having a big smile on your face, you and Morgan. Yeah. It's just like, what else can we do? <laughs> yeah. I was super pumped. Like I said, it was on my bucket list. I think at that time I was trying to do one new thing a mm-hmm. year that I'd never done before, something that took me outside of my comfort zone. This is a good way to live by. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I got up there and everybody, it was just like one big family. That's mm-hmm. what I liked. Well, the community is very contagious. Yeah. 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 And then it was, I loved um, pushing my body physically. Like I had gone from the gym to um, um, just pushing myself with like running races. And so this was a new, a new way to push myself and I loved it. I think you were pushing Shelly because he's like always been our kind of our pinnacle of like. I don't think I have anything on <laughs> <laughs> The old Sheldon Neustadter. Uh, didn't you and Lindsay do some kind of like anatomy training using like his muscles? And like, oh, what's this muscle called? Oh, what's that muscle probably. called? Probably. Yeah. Girls. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> awful. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was your first year. Uh, do you remember how many fires you got your first year? Oh, wow. 25 maybe yeah. it was a pretty busy season it was i do remember it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think we finished around with the same i think we're just under 30 i was with yeah. tommy lutz and matt allen and then johnny bartlett oh, yeah 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 the right. bartlett uh the bartlett uh grampy bartlett sandwiches the bacon butter and white bread <laughs> oh don't oh. tell me that oh and just darts <laughs> well he, he was a, he was a rap reject right so he would try to do repel and then he hurt his shoulder i think and so he was able to do hell attack 
and he, he was coming up and I remember Tommy and Matt being so excited because he was so light and right. I'm, I'm much heavier and like Tommy and Matt are kind of around the same being around 200, 210 and we get Johnny and we're like, yes, a light guy. But mm-hmm. then like he went from like 175 pounds to like 200 pounds by, by <laughs> like mid July. Cause he was just eating White everything. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, man, like, what are you doing? And then I felt so bad because everyone smoked on the crew yeah. except for me. Yeah. Oh man. It was just brutal. Good thing. I didn't know then what I know now. Oh man. It was, it was, it was very interesting rookie year for me, mm-hmm. especially like going from fire patrolman all those years to hell attack finally. Mm. And yeah, I know it was just one, it was eye opening to, I was like, why didn't I do this two years ago? You right. know, like, cause I, I did, I really did appreciate two of my years in fire patrolman, but I should have jumped over two years earlier. So how many years have you I done? Did, altogether? I did. So I did two years of summer student up in high level and okay. I did a year of JFR junior force rangers mm-hmm. in Hinton before that. Um, so yeah, two years, summer student, high level, four years, fire patrolman. And I did three and a half years, hell attack. I'm going back for my fourth. Wow. And I did one year man up soup. I think this is my 13th year in total <gasps> doing forestry of okay. some sort. For yeah. Fire season, whether it was summer student or whatever. So yeah, 2006 was my first year. So You're a lifer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I did miss a year and a half with brewing in Jasper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, essentially like 12 or 13 years. It's been pretty crazy. I kept getting those certificates from the AUP, Alberta Union Provincial Employees. Like, yeah. hey, congrats for, you know, five years. I'm and like, oh just, my that's God. That's just keeps it going. Oh, well, it's just, it's just kind of funny. I'm like, man, like, are they going to give me a ring or something like that? It's yeah. like, you're the, you're the youngest lifer ever. It's yeah. like, woo. Um, yeah. So like with, with the hell attack, like, you know, the fitness to do that and then your nutrition, what was your like upbringing? Like, like your, your mom and dad, like very, um, uh, like kind of old fashioned the way that it was always home cooked meals, canning fruits and vegetables, gardens or something like that. Did you grow up like on an acreage or a farm at all? No, no, we grew right up, um, or grew, grew right up. Cause well, you were grew in up. Abbotsford. Yeah. We were always, but there's a lot of town. country land in the area. There, yeah, there is. We were in the city mm-hmm. in Abbotsford. Um, in Merritt, we were right in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was; she did pretty well with with nutrition. Like every, there was lots of rules. We were only allowed pop. Like if we we're out at the lake having a good time, where she tried to limit our the cereal that we would have, like the sugary cereal. Oh, that stuff. was my house too. But yeah, so in regards to what she knew then, she did really well. Um, when I look back now at what I ate, I would, I would never let my kids kind of eat the way. Oh, poor Levi. So it, it's like that. <laughs> I do feel bad for him, but he'll be better off later. So, <laughs> so what's it like when you go to uh, kind of jumping away from it now? Yeah. Um, when you go traveling, like that's one thing I love about traveling is like, especially in Europe, mm-hmm. you're surrounded by gluten, mm-hmm. like all the pastries in Austria and the Czech Republic, like the yeah. pierogies, the dumplings, all that kind of stuff. Are they kind of start like... I've never really noticed it so much. I've been hearing that they've been kind of pushing the vegan and vegetarian train, but there's always the joke that vegetables went to the Czech Republic and died, you know, because <laughs> it's usually meat and animal based foods like goulash, Lots and of Svechkova and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like you're able to find some good stuff here and there. So with me being gluten intolerant and I have a, a dairy allergy, mm-hmm. I pretty much can't experience real food in Europe. That's rough. So it is rough. Um, I don't mean to be that asshole to be like, oh, no, that's so hard. I remember. You poor thing. I toured... Europe kind of did that trip where you hit up all the major cities. Yeah. Um, 
with my friend Jaden in 2012, I think it was. And I remember we both were staying away from gluten and we spend hours um, trucking all over Italy looking for a gluten-free pizza. Just no kidding, yeah. Pizza so bad. No, gluten, no, no, gluten, We finally made it um, to a place. There was one place that we found, and we got there, and it was closed. So oh, <laughs> it was heartbreaking, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's definitely hard um, traveling Europe and not not eating dairy or gluten. So we lived off of rice cakes. And uh, we'd buy, we'd get like meat or we'd actually find some Asian restaurants and get rice and steamed vegetables Mm -hmm. because those are everywhere. Um, We'd cheat with Nutella and get Nutella and like rice cakes. That was our one like Mm -hmm. pleasure food. Yeah, it's rough. We ate the same thing over and over. Yeah, very repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if you got a good thing, you know, you can always stick with it. Yeah. So where have, like, so what was your first big travel after high school? Like your first big trip? So after Mexico, um, I decide Africa actually had always been on my list. I remember seeing some of the pictures. Yeah, that's yeah. Something, that's something pretty cool. Ever since I was little, I I said I would go to Africa. Um, it was just something that was kind of imprinted on my heart, I think. And so I was super blessed to be able to make that opportunity happen. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was able to go to Zambia, and I worked at an orphanage called Seeds of Hope. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's it's an orphanage and a school. Um, and I went there and I was basically like a mom to, uh, six little girls. And I lived in a little house with another Zambian woman mm-hmm. and we took care of the, the girls, helped them with everyday stuff, chores, um, fed them, um, helped them with homework and washing clothes and, mm-hmm. and then just played with them. And so that was, that was a huge experience for me, obviously. Yeah, like very shaking very compared to what eye-opening. you were used to. Yeah, definitely. But it was amazing to see because a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of, there is a lot of dread and horror mm-hmm. over there, but there's a lot of happiness too. Oh, and Zambia was a beautiful place and mm-hmm. we met, I met super happy people. Yeah. And um, yeah, it wasn't all doom and gloom like is portrayed sometimes yeah, to yeah, us over no, here. Yeah, for sure. But like, it definitely gives you a different outlook on life, like to the simple pleasures in life, yes. really. Yeah. Like, you know, being healthy and, you know, happy and, you know, getting a full belly. It's some of the biggest joys you can have. Like yeah. nowadays, I think a lot of people take that for granted, especially mm-hmm. food. For sure. I remember the first time we would, um, I think it was weekly, we'd have kind of a feeding station open for... Um, nearby villages or people that just lived in huts kind of outside of where we were Mm -hmm. and sometimes kids would walk for miles to come get food and they hadn't eaten in say three days and then Mm -hmm. i would i would watch these kids just devour the food it was very very eye-opening i remember coming home and i looked at food and like shopping malls and everything totally differently Mm -hmm. i just i felt I think it's a process you have to go through. Like you feel almost guilty yeah. going to the shopping mall or. Yeah, no, of course. And like, that's one thing too, is that I <laughs> you kind of go into like the you know diet and health and stuff. Like the one big thing that I remember talking to Morgan about too, is uh, a bad habit that I had because of the way I was brought up was always finishing the food on your plate. Mm. And because we're all big guys in my family and you know, like we all had, you know, hearty appetites uh, as my parents saw, yeah. we'd have to finish all of our food, even though we might've been full. 
And so throughout my life, adult life, I would always be like, yeah, yeah finish all your food. Yeah. So like, it's really like watching the portions because I really hate throwing food away. Like food yeah. waste really bugs me. I've yeah. seen so many things on food waste. And this is one thing I don't think anybody can really get, you know, push back on. Like you can push back on diets. You can push back on, you know, nutrition ideas and things like that. But you, you, there, no one can deny like we throw away a lot of food. We throw away, away, away a lot of things in general. Mm-hmm. But food is one thing that really bothers me. So, yeah, I just try to watch how much I'm, you know, putting on my plate mm-hmm. to make sure I don't actually throw it in the garbage. And you know what? If you put a little bit smaller and you feel a little bit hungrier, then you can always go back and grab a little you can bit more. Have more, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. I totally agree you can't really put it on your plate and then put it back in the in the trough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that might be a little bit well, odd. <laughs> each family's different. I, I swear, I didn't touch it. <laughs> no, I totally agree with um, teaching children from the start to finish what's on their plate mm-hmm. for sure. But um, there's those parents that put heaping amounts of food yeah. and then tell them, okay, you have to eat all of it, but yeah. starting out small and then... Well, and like, what's, what's the problem? Like if you are in your own, own home, like what's the problem just putting in a Tupperware and putting back in the, mm-hmm. the fridge, you know, most of it will keep for a couple of days, yeah. you know, True. leftovers. That's one of my favorite meals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like especially leftover after, pasta. oh, leftover turkey after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. My God. <laughs> nice turkey sandwich after. Mm. Yeah. No, delicious. Sure. Yeah. There's definitely too much wasted food on our planet. Oh my God. Yeah. Go on and on about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Africa, you came mm-hmm. back and that's when you went and started going to school. So this is where it all starts to get pretty uh, murky for me. <laughs> so Everything just gets in a blender. I yeah. The order even gets a little misconstrued, but, um, well, we kind of didn't really start to structured order either. I'm kind of <laughs> jumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I know. I've, I've been going off on rabbit trails. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so after Africa, I had some, I did some schooling in there. I went, yeah, I think I already mentioned McCune University. Mm-hmm. And so I did uh, physiotherapy mm-hmm. and, um, I got my physiotherapy and occupational therapy assistant certification done. And then somewhere in there, I took off to, um, back to Europe and I did just a Portugal and Spain trip, mm-hmm. um, and got to experience just kind of, uh, just kind of bumming it on the beaches and stuff, which yeah. was awesome. And then, oh man, I came back, did some more schooling, um, went to Costa Rica again, just was a beach bum. Um, didn't try surfing. What? I should have. I know. That seems like it'd I be totally right up your alley. Out. Yeah, I have a story about that later. You actually. weigh like 92 pounds. You'd be able to fit on any surfboard. <laughs> Don't weigh 92 And you're like pounds. five feet. <laughs> Yeah. You like just grab a regular skateboard and go surfing. No, so interesting story. I'll jump ahead. I the first time I tried surfing was in Tofino. Oh, sick! And they gave me a nine foot board, which I don't know if they said the bigger the board, it's easier when it's your first time. Yes, yeah, okay. Like, that's what I did when I was in Australia. Okay, but well, if you can a heavy picture guy. me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah no. I'm pretty. Petite. How are you? Gonna, how are you going to control a nine foot board? <laughs> so I. What ended up happening was I was taken out into waves that were way too big for me, and I got knocked out by this nine foot board. Like knocked out, knocked, <laughs> knocked out. out, like wow. unconscious. It was, thank goodness, just a short amount of time. But I, so the, I was with my friend's boyfriend at the time, and mm-hmm. he happened to be in like arms reach away from me, which saved my life no because kidding, I yeah. got knocked out. He saw me. I came above water, and then he's like, "Okay, good, she's okay." And then I fell back in the water because I was unconscious. Shit. So he grabbed me and brought me to shore. And they rushed me to the hospital, and I had um, a pretty severe concussion. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I haven't done surfing since. But 
Well, my surfing experience my first time was much better than that. Uh, <laughs> I got to, you know, be on a surfboard, much too small for me. Uh, I never got to pop up on switched. it. We should have switched. Man. I had a nine foot board later on. Oh. I was able to rent from my hostel, which was super cheap because I was working for my accommodation there. But my first time, um, went, went with some of my buddies from the brew pub mm-hmm. and they're all really good surfers, but a pot of dolphins came by. No way. Yeah, my one buddy, Stoney, he's like, oh, it's a shark. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> not right. Because, <laughs> like, I don't have a fear of sharks. I have a fear of being submerged and there's being, like, things underneath oh, me. That's what yes. freaks me out. Like, yeah. even if I'm in, like, a freshwater lake when I was a kid, I was like, there's a shark behind it's me. It's the I'm darkness. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, like, it's not being able to see what's around you. Yeah. That's, that's what freaks me out. Um, but, yeah, like, when I went scuba diving and I was scuba diving with, you know, reef sharks and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, cool. That was okay. If I yeah. saw, like, a tiger shark come by, then things would start going off because I know they're a more aggressive shark and they're very big because usually when a shark comes up beside you they'll kind of measure themselves next to you to see if they could eat you are you speaking from experience? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's what I understand. I'm sure there's people that love sharks on they're going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to get triggered and they're like, sharks don't eat people but there is that confusion they have when they see somebody wearing scuba gear that right. they think that you might be a seal so they give you like a little bite like oh, a little okay. soft bite or something like that but lunch. yeah as far as i've been told and understood when they swim up next to you they're kind of measuring themselves next to you to see if they could really take you out oh, so wow. reef sharks are rather small so they come up to me and like oh well, i'm the same size and i've heard the same thing with snakes uh, some people have like big snakes as pets mm-hmm, and they'll cousin. like they'll like yeah. stretch out next to you and they're seeing if they could digest you Oh, wow. Yeah. That's scary. So it's like, oh, he's trying to like snuggle up next to me. It's like, no, he wants to see if he can eat you. <laughs> I'll never have a, sh- a shark or a snake as a pet. So. Oh, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Some snakes are pretty neat. Do you remember yeah. Lena? Lena. Maybe that was, no. maybe she was gone already. Mm-hmm. I, I went to go visit her and, uh, and some other friends in Prince George mm-hmm. and her and her boyfriend, they have, she's actually going to be coming back up North to work and mm-hmm. her boyfriend's going to be doing a t- uh, tower gig for the winter, uh, sorry, summer. Oh, okay. And she's got a little, um, bull python. It's super oh, okay, small, yeah. like just this little thing. It, yeah. it could get bigger, but very, very cool nonetheless. Oh, wow. Yeah. My cousin has a boa constrictor. Oh, yeah? As far They're as I cool. know, in his house. And I've never seen it, but apparently he kind of lets it out. And Do you have a roll. thing like a thing against snakes? Like you're kind of a little I'm okay phobia? with snakes. I mean, if I were to see a large boa constrictor in somebody's house as a pet, that would freak me out, Yeah, I think. But like I'm you not... wouldn't be able to go near it. Uh, or no, surprise you I probably just wouldn't even go to the house altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, I'm okay with snakes. They don't make me squirmy. Um, mice, on the other hand. Mice. I'm, like, you and Sam Yeah, Sam, too? You never knew that? Oh, oh man, you'd jump I up on a chair. I should have... Like, got back at him with mice instead of yeah, mayonnaise. Yeah, like, Sam Genge, like, listeners, he's this, like, man's man. We he's call him legend. Sam Squatch. And <laughs> he could, like, make out with his hand and call a wolf in, like, to be, like, 13 <laughs> feet from him. Uh, bear bait. He's had black bears, like, feet away from him, and he wouldn't even bat an eye. Mm-hmm. But mice freaks him the hell out. Oh, I didn't he'd know be that. up on a chair, be like, somebody kill it, kill it, get it. <laughs> like he'd bring out his shotguns two at a time. Boom, boom, boom. Trying to kill it. Um, so yeah, like mice are not his things. And also from what I remember, you don't really like bugs a whole lot either. Well, a specific type of bug Those Sawyer <laughs> that are beetles. found in the North. Yeah. What are they called? Sawyer beetles. Oh, Sawyer beetles. Cause a spruce beetle is something else, but the I ones with giant, those giant antenna, I think spruce yeah. beetles are something else. These guys are Sawyer beetles, but okay. everyone calls them whatever. They could be spruce beetles. I don't know. 
Oh, they freak me out. Super long antennas. Like the big ones could be like, the antennas could be uh, frick like five centimeters each sometimes. And the body can be big too, but they fly it and you can hear them. And when they land, you feel it most of the time. Oh, it's terrifying. And And they bite you. They bite and they bite hard. Yeah. Yeah. They are not fun. They're like, I've never been bit by a horse fly, knock on wood, but uh, I've been close bitten by those soybeans and they scare the fuck out of me. I hate them so much. They're just a terrifying looking thing. And like the bigger ones, like the, like the big males, Mm -hmm. they have like the white specks on their back too. And it's like, what is this devil animal? Yes. Bug. And I remember we were warning you, or Sam warned you, that you had one on your back. And, oh, they had been throwing you did. them on me the whole summer. And you did have one on your back, mm-hmm. and you actually got it off. Mm-hmm. And then you came back with a bowl of mayonnaise and dumped on Sam's head. Well, <laughs> and we're yeah. all like, he helped you, but later on we found out that he just, was, they, were, they were teasing you the whole summer. It was warmed up mayonnaise to make it extra mm, gooey. Yeah. That's good. Definitely. Probably helped the skin out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So after your first year, you had so much fun, you had to come back a second year. Mm-hmm. And you're on Sheldon's crew. Mm-hmm. Who else was on that crew? I was with Lucas and Jeremy. Lucas Vanderay. Vanderay, which I just learned how to pronounce his name. I always thought name. it was Vandera. He's one of my best friends, and I just learned how to he's, pronounce his man, name he's properly. He's such an interesting guy. He's golden. Like The more I learn about, um, Chris, what is it, Chris Hetfield, the astronaut? Yeah. The more I'm mm-hmm. like, that's going to be Lucas in like he will 30 be years. Yeah. Like he's so smart, very clever. Uh, I, uh, his first year, I, I think he was a little bit bummed out. I didn't really talk to him a lot. He was quite quiet. Mm-hmm. But after that, he was always just such a positive guy playing his guitar, hanging out, fun he can stories. He introverted. Yeah. No, sure. definitely. But, you know, I think those are the, the, the smart people. Like, you know, I don't want to hang out with the. Uh, He's you a know, beautiful soul. A, a goon yeah. like me. He sang at my wedding, actually. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, him and I have become quite close. He's kind of like, he's a little brother. Yeah, him and I were jamming out to some Dan Mangan, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. But yeah, no, great guy. Yeah. Very sad he's not going to be back up this year. He was uh, leading the crew yeah. last year with yeah, Shelly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, good guy. Yeah, him and I drove up to um, high level last year, and we took us the Slave Lake route, yep. up the 88 road. Mm-hmm. And we were told not to take that because Four Vermillion was experiencing some flooding. Mm. And so don't go. I was with my buddy, Scott, at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Scott at the time. I was with my buddy, Scott, <laughs> at the time. Yeah. His name is still Scott. <laughs> and he works for Alberta Emergency. And he's like, it's not flooding right now. The, the bridge is open. You can go like 100%. And I checked and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Him and I get up there. And it's closed. So they have to call for a helicopter to pick me and Lucas up and uh, fly us over. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I, left, I left my van at Ken and Tammy's and we went to go get it the other day. And oh my God, it was so Basically ridiculous. You had that luxury. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought it was so stupid. And like then they opened it up like 20 minutes after we started flying. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, me and Lucas are extreme adventure there. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. That was a great summer too. And the the difference is like, obviously being a rookie in firefighting is so much fun, but you're always so self-conscious. Like if you're doing things right, doing things wrong, you want to impress all that kind of good stuff. And then your second year, it's like a a load off your chest because it's just like sweet. You know, now I'm treated with a bit more respect. I'll give it a bit more responsibility. I'm yeah. I seeing a few more fires instant. Uh, I seeing would be like, you're in charge of uh, different fires there listeners. Um, it's just, it's just a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. I always, I always cringe 
or like kind of like like oh fuck like if somebody goes only only does one year like Morgan right I was so disappointed when Morgan said she like she was an amazing leader oh well if she just came back a second year like I think she would have like she she had a great time like yeah. her not having a good time it must have been a really shitty time because she is so positive uh, such a fun person too yeah. and just I was like oh come on you got to come back for at least one more year because like the second year is just so much better yeah and like there's the whole second year rookie syndrome but. You know, I find in Northern Alberta, most of the time people are kind of put in their place and it's just a great experience again. Yeah, I definitely, it was awesome because, um, it was the same, like the same great experience, but different dynamics with the different people and, and with Shelly being a leader. You're on a different crew. Yeah. And Sheldon's a different person than Sam. Like, yeah. We no- would have, um, like workout challenges, whereas <laughs> Sam wasn't really on that. You guys, had quite, the, you guys <laughs> had quite the fitness crew, but at least with Sam's crew, you had Joe and Fraser that were quite fitness mentality. Yeah. Fraser was in the gym a so, lot. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not as much as, um, as Shelly and, and Lucas was actually on, on the fitness front that year too. And, and Jeremy. So yeah, it was a whole different, we were very active compared to, um, on Sam's crew. We have a whiteboard now at the rec shack that I, I, have you met Hattie Canyo? Oh yeah. She's actually coming here. Hopefully. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she has a whiteboard of different fitness challenges awesome. for each, each crew. And it's just like the total poundage that can be squatted by one crew kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's just like, Oh God. So like, um, yeah, you would, you would have known him. Uh, Adam Nissen. He was on. Yeah. Um, he was on Dave's crew there. IKEA. IKEA. Is that his that's, I hesitate. To, was oh well, yeah, it's no. a, a good nickname or not? Well, I, no one else calls him that uh, <laughs> outside of firefighting. Yeah. and everyone calls him Adam. I'm like, who the fuck is Adam? Like, there'll be a time where I'm searching for him on um, Messenger, on Facebook yeah. Messenger, and I put an IKEA, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Backup or slew. That's I only prime know everybody example. by their nicknames. Yeah. Even like, you. I, I don't. It sounds weird calling you Aaron. Aaron? I call yeah. you Chalupa. No, and it's so funny. And I have friends I met when I was in Australia, and they call me Ben. And, oh. you know, then they'll be like, Ben, I'm like, oh yeah, it's me. Yeah. And then Chalupa, and, you know, like I, I hear the name Aaron and it's like, I don't know, like I feel more associated with my last name than my first name, yeah, for sure. but I can't do that with my family because they're not going to call me Chalupa. That's not nope. a family name. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. So <clears throat> pardon me. Um, I was, I was brewing at the time. 2015 was your last year. You're doing tanker base. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that year, well, we didn't really speak a whole lot uh, during that no. 2015 year. Yeah. I came up one time um, during the 2014 season to come back up to see people the, the year that I, I left halfway through. But then after that, I don't know, I was just busy in Jasper. Mm-hmm. I, I Because I was in Jasper, I'm like, people will come to me. Like Scott came yeah. to my place in 2015 mm-hmm. and he did a big, um, did a huge hike. He did the Skyline Trail, which is like 25K. And that was the week before they evacuated that trail because oh, wow. we had a fire at Medicine Lake. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, if Scott was there, he would have saved the, everyone. He would have put the fire out himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I need to get Scott on the podcast too. Cause he's got some stories, that guy. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I was just waiting for everyone to come visit me. You were doing tanker base and then you, where did, where did you go at, at the end of 2015? So the end of 2015, I ended up, um, the end of the fire season, I should say. Yeah. So, okay. Let me think back to the, that year. Yeah. So I had actually that summer I had met my soon to be now husband. Um, and then it's just been a gong show since then. So we, 
we met in Southern Alberta. Mm-hmm. And then... Because he's, he's from the Czech. He's from Czech Republic. Yeah. That's, so that's why actually, I love him. Yeah, I just approved would... him right off the bat. I'm like, she's married a Czech guy? <laughs> she's good. And so how does he pronounce his name? Halupa. Halupa, right? yeah. Okay. So if you see C-H, um, you drop the C. It's like okay. Zidino Chara. Yeah. Zidino Hara. Right. Um, Because with the ch sound is a C with that like V on top, that accent. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's Chesky. Yes. You know, so that's, that's an easy way to remember. I am slowly learning it. Our goal is for uh, my son to be able to speak it. That would be awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, there's a load of Czech people in Jasper and They're Banff and Canmore. They're everywhere. When I worked at Grizzly Paw in Canmore, I loved it because when I would deliver beer and pop all over the um, uh, the Bow Valley, yeah, there were so many Czechs and they'd see my last name and they'd be like, oh, Chesky? And I'm like, no, 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 my grandfather and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I explained to them. And they, but they're so friendly, mm-hmm. so friendly, they're great people. And they love hockey, which is great too. And then Jasper, we have a huge community and they all like yell at me, halopa, because everyone else calls me <laughs> chalupa. And they're like, no, you're wrong. And oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely hilarious. And it's so much fun. And what was hilarious too is one of your Instagram stories or your posts and you had Kurtek, mm-hmm. the, the mole. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I knew him because I go visit my family so and I've got some little cousins and yeah. they watch him on TV still and they read the books and the stuffed animals everywhere. <laughs> and it, honestly, it makes sense. Like if you're teaching him Czech, one, you're learning from Andre. Yeah. And then also you're teaching the little, the wee baby Levi. Yeah. You can retain a lot of this knowledge too, because that's it's it's very funny and it's very kind of like I don't know, kind of like haha. You're reading baby books or children's books, but, but it's, it's a good the way best to learn. Way for me to learn, it's a really good way to learn. Yeah, you associate the words to the pictures. You're learning with him, like it's yeah. You're getting bond with your kid, you know, quality yeah. quality mom and son time. No, for sure, we have this like super super easy children's book in check, and I'm super proud of myself because now I can say like. <laughs> full sentences just from reading this book to leave. Can you give us a sentence from the book? Um, okay. So it's, um, Kremash, uh, uh, Pesek. Kremash Pesek is where is the puppy dog? Oh, that's a good and one then to you know. you say, Teddy, it's here. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> Super simple, but. I learned, um, Sydney because my, um, my aunt and uncle, they got a new dog. And there's keep saying Sydney, Sydney, and that's sit. Yeah. But it's more directed to animals, not people. Oh. Okay. So I'd be like Sydney, I'd be like I'd sit down and wait for a treat or a beer, you know, yeah. some pivo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a very fun language, very interesting, though. super very difficult, very difficult. Yeah. I do appreciate that it is in the Latin alphabet, mm-hmm. opposed to if you're learning like say Serbian or Ukrainian, and then it's in the Cyrillic, which makes it even more difficult. Yeah. But all the accents. Uh, different uh, ways to pronounce mm-hmm. or, um, you know, focus on the different ways, you know, we we're talking about before, like, ahoy, we'd be like, ahoy. Ahoy. Yeah. 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 Oh God. So tricky. Or even, uh, certain things that you say only to some, like a friend mm-hmm. versus saying to someone that you don't know very well. Yeah. Um, so just a funny story. My husband and I went to the Czech Republic for Christmas of 2016 mm-hmm. and it's a big no, no to say ahoy or chow, which is a friendly version of hello mm-hmm. to, um, like a, a bank advisor or yeah. someone. So we were... Naskledeno. Naskledeno. Yeah. Is that see you later? Pardon me? I think that's see you later. Uh, Naskledeno. Yeah. Dobri uh, den is, is like good day. Yeah. Dobri yeah. den. Yeah. And then Naskledeno is the goodbye. The the, the, the formal, the informal, informal way exactly. of saying it. So you'd say to people you don't know. It's like saying, um, you know, bonjour or salut. 
Yes. You know, hello, very yeah. like to people you don't know, and then salute is like yeah. me and you talking. So we, I was super excited because I'm talking to these people in Czech and I was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to say ahoy or ciao. So we walk into this meeting with this advisor and right away I took, uh, like put out my hand to shake, shake her hand. And I was like, I think I said ahoy. And right away my husband kind of nudges me and he goes, dobry den. You don't, it's very rude. But apparently it totally changed the conversation and the, the lady was a lot more just kind of relaxed and chill. Yeah. Um, and they she laughed. She probably had a good laugh. Yeah. 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 So it, it worked out for the better. But <laughs> That's all right. So yeah. So you met him in Southern Alberta. He was here working. Uh, how, yeah. long, how long was he in Canada for at the time? Uh, so he had been in Canada. He's been in Canada since 2013. Okay. Um, he initially came just to backpack and see the mm-hmm. country and then fell in love with it. Um, as, as it happens. Yeah. I've, uh, so many of the Czechs that I know in like um, the Rockies and stuff, I've only we're only supposed to be here for a year or two and yep. they're just loving it. So. Yeah. They love the <clears throat> mountains here and they're super adventurous people, I find. Very much so. Yeah. 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 Very outgoing. Uh, mm-hmm. One, for just talking and then two, uh, outdoorsy. Very yep. outdoorsy. Like, um, not, I wouldn't say adrenaline junkies. Mm-hmm. There are those people, but like they love nature. Exactly. And I think a lot yeah. of Europeans when they come out here, not saying there's not like there's no countryside or places to explore, but I find it's like I don't know, it's like so, southern Ontario, like you, you can't really get away from civilization too much in in Europe. Like it's pretty, it's, mm, it's in lots, space, in lots of parts of the European. Um, they do countries. have beautiful mountain space, though. Oh god, for sure. yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we met and then I was actually dabbling in a little bit more schooling at the time. Um, I moved to Kamloops for a little bit and we were, we dated and then, um, we took off to San Francisco and that's where he proposed. And I, so he was still working at this ranch. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, um, looking for a job to, to use my physiotherapy skills. Mm -hmm. So I ended up moving to Cranbrook. And working at the hospital there. So I was a little bit closer to him because the ranch is just outside of Pincher Creek. When were you in Cranbrook? I was in Cranbrook the winter of 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So I was doing wedding planning, doing some school by correspondence, and then working at the hospital in Cranbrook. What were you doing with the school? Was that the nutrition? Um, No, that came later. The school, yeah, I know. Um, school and just living. Sc- I was places. taking some <laughs> courses through TRU in Kamloops. Okay. Um, kind of chasing another dream that I didn't quite finish, um, but it led me into nutrition. So mm-hmm. it was all, it wasn't for a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then I moved to Cranbrook um, until the wedding, and then we got married the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then, oh man, we you, you guys been were dating for. A year and a no, bit? No, we, from the day we met to the day we got married, it was one year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How yeah, was that? Was, did you ever feel a little bit uh, rushed or like, no. is this crazy? It was just, you knew no, it you was just it? Know. Yeah. 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 You that's, just know. That's cool. Cause like now typically nowadays it's like one year. Oh my God. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But you know, you're, I'm not going to say like, I don't mean you're older as in like you're old, but like you're, you're not 21, you're not 22, exactly. you know, like, yeah. and you've been in previous relationships where you kind of, you know what you want. Yeah, exactly. Like you've mm-hmm. had your time to really know yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Do you yeah. not, not how much do you know your pa- partner? How much do you know yourself? Mm-hmm. And then you go from there. How old is Andre? He's a year older than me. So he's, okay. he'll, he'll be 33. Okay. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so you were together for a year mm-hmm. and you got to have some fun exploring and mm-hmm. traveling around 
Uh, where else did you go after? Because you were in Cranbrook, you got married. Yeah, so then him and I decided for our first year, we didn't really want to go anywhere that we had ties with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of wanted to go somewhere that maybe we were starting brand new. And mm-hmm. then for our first year of marriage, just get to know each other really well. Because it had been one year, so we don't really know each other, <laughs> right? Like the, the Hopefully this investment worked out. <laughs> so um, we took off to Yellowknife and we moved to Yellowknife, Gorgeous Northwest city. Territories. I love it up there. It has its own beauty, for sure. It's yeah. pretty secluded. Mm-hmm. But, oh, oh, um, yeah, of course. If you can deal with the isolation and the dark uh, winter yeah. months. And that's, we actually went there for the winter, <laughs> which was interesting. I, I grew up in northern Alberta, so I'm used to the dark days yeah. in the wintertime. And actually, I kind of like it. Like, I'm sure it'd be different if I went up to Yellowknife now and took all that time. Um, you know, and, like spent a whole winter there. It would get a little bit down. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're losing that vitamin D and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I, I don't mind it. Like, mm-hmm. dark days to me are synonymous with winter. That's me. That's right. me. And that's what I'm used to. Like... And that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, I'm a sun girl. I'm no, and that's opposite. So I, I, I could never tell with you going to Mexico <laughs> and Costa Rica and Africa. I need my sunshine. I do love sunshine. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the summer months. Mm. I really do appreciate it. Hence why I'm up also up north in the summer days mm-hmm. because you have the long summer days oh, and then you go to folk on the rocks and yeah. you just have a party. So it, it can be really cool. The new, the north has always had a special place in my heart. And mm-hmm. like if I, like, another dream of mine is possibly joining the RCMP mm-hmm. and for me, I just love the romantic idea uh, or the romanticized idea of like working in the North as an RCMP officer. Like oh, my okay. grandfather did mm-hmm. in Fort Smith. This is back in the thirties and forties, oh, okay. you know, dog sled in the winter time, you yeah. know, it would just be him and his dogs and he'd have a pistol rifle and a shotgun and he'd be gone for like <laughs> a month. They're just going from outpost to outpost kind of thing or like little cabin to little cabin. A rough lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm just like, Fuck, send me to like Ellesmere Island or something like that. Mm. One of those like n- n- like Arctic islands with like a snowmobile. You're and way a too hat. social though. To be I am super so- social, like but that. this is the great thing is that if I went up there, I get to know everybody, and it's like, oh, you have a float plane and you can fly to this national park in the middle of nowhere. Can I come? Right. And then you get to know this guy and that guy, and you get that fur, that fur. Everyone's you know. calling you Chalupa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or an Inuit name for me, they'd start calling me like Chalupa. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, there's Beluga Chalupa. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope not. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but oh, like this is this is the attitude you need, though, and like that's where I th- when I heard that you went to Yellowknife, I'm like, of mm-hmm. course she would, because she's so positive, she's so bubbly, she's friendly, and just optimistic. You're a realist as well, but you're mm-hmm. very optimistic. You're always looking at the glass half full, mm-hmm. or if it's half, then you just grab a you grab an empty glass that's a little bit smaller, and you fill up that empty glass, and now like, hey, now it's full. Shut oh. up. Well, thank you. I try. Yeah, and like, and I just meeting Andre for the first time, just briefly. He's also mm. a pretty positive guy. So he makes me look negative. Actually, that's how positive he is. That's just Czech people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, 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 they survived the communist, you know, rule, mm. and they're all just that. One of their revolution protest things was dingling car keys. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh wow, you guys are pretty extreme. You know, like wow, watch out, badass over here. Yeah. So yeah, so yellow knife. And you guys just spent the winter there? Yeah, we were there for seven months. Yep, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And what were you doing up there for work? So I worked in a little clinic called Gaia Clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an awesome clinic they have up there with... a variety of professions. So there's a couple naturopathic doctors that work in there. There's chiropractic doctors, um, a physiotherapist massage therapy there's counselors Mm. um at the time i was working for the chiropractor doctor just because a lot of what i was trained in physiotherapy and occupational therapy can kind of Mm -hmm. cross over 
Um, so I was doing part-time working for him and then part-time working for the owner of the clinic doing, um, like front desk Mm -hmm. work. Um, uh, yeah. So awesome, awesome, great experience. Got to see the Northern lights at their finest, which is, oh, so fulfilling. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Like nothing else. Um, and then, so spent the winter there and then realized that our future wasn't there or so we thought. My life is very foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> and came back down south and we moved to Calgary. Um, and that's where I got involved with nutrition school. And that's why we moved to Calgary so that I could go to school and get my mm-hmm. certification. Um, and then life led us back up north again to Peace River. Um, actually working for the same company that my hundred, my hundred, my husband was working with in mm-hmm. Yellowknife. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny how life I'm, it's, I never thought I'd live in Peace River. I used to drive all the time from Edmonton to high level when I was firefighting. Not many people think they'll live in Peace I River. I know, right? <laughs> but all of a sudden these small little places where they were just like a one-time visit for me becomes my home. And it's like, hey, it was kind of a, a foreshadowing of my future. Oh, no, of course. Um, I, I always kind of believe that there's that, maybe not full circle, but like you always kind of retrace your steps in a sense. Hmm. You know, like for me... I, I, one thing I've always wondered, and I wish I'd know, is how many times you meet somebody before they become like a, a common stay in your life. Oh, yeah. Because like there's a guy in Jasper. I think I might have told this story before, so I'll just try to, try to keep, keep it brief. There's a guy in Jasper that I worked with for like three months, four months, and I knew that he went to Australia. And I went to Australia, you know, too. So I'm like, oh, where'd you go? What years were they? And lo and behold, we knew each other. We met one another before and we talked and we bullshitted about being from Alberta. Oh, wow. And then, you know, full, full circle, six years later, we're working at the same place and we knew the same people and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So it just yeah. blew me away. So I always wonder, like, how many times you might have sat beside somebody on a bus or bought something from them and then all of a sudden you actually know them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just fascinates me. So it kind of like, again, we are all connected in, in some aspect mm-hmm. and you know to spe- and especially places too you know like i don't really have a, a serious attachment to high level um but that's where i go to fight fire mm-hmm. and that's where i know people and i know that kind of stuff and even coming back to grimshaw and peace river the places i grew up as a kid and a young adult uh, driving around i'm like that changed that changed that changed you know what's what, everything's so different now mm-hmm. you know but you know ha- is it different or are you different well whoever would have thought that we'd be recording a podcast in peace river <laughs> like you and me well, and, and like, no, like not try to be like a dick or anything but like we didn't keep in touch no, you know and no, it's just like i like we didn't talk we didn't talk we didn't talk like we, we had each other on social media mm-hmm. but then it. i went to go record with morgan and you saw that and you immediately texted me because i thought it was so and cool. i didn't even know you, well and then like i'm like she has my number. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it threw me for a loop. I'm like, oh yeah. Like fuck. And then I, I'm like, oh, how's it going, Amy? And I'm like, wait, Amy Garrett. That's not her last name anymore. What's your new last name? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh geez. So it was so cool to like I keep in touch with you. Like I've, I was following your Instagram page uh, for a while, and it was it was interesting that you wanted to you know record and everything. And you know, like <laughs> I, I just find that you and Morgan could be sisters in a sense. Um, it, it was so funny like recording with her and then immediately like recording with you. Mm-hmm. Not immediately, but like recording with you after. So yeah, she was such an inspiration for me that and year of hack actually. And she feels the same way about you because mm, yeah. I thought that she got into fitness because of you, but she's like, oh no, like I was into fitness no. beforehand and yeah, everything she's, too. She's been a machine all on her own. Mm-hmm. Oh, big <laughs> she time! Was, and, and yeah, like I said, a huge inspiration for fitness for me. No, big time, big yeah. time. So, how did you get into 
uh, fitness and nutrition? Like, what was it about? Like, right. like, was it just something that you've always been interested in? You always wanted to have like, um, I wouldn't say peak performance, but you wanted to do your body well. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, kind of like, I don't know, like, do, is it because you like just look at your life and like, how can I prolong it as much as possible, live a healthy, good life? Or is it just like ethics? Mm, it's such a process. It's been a journey. So I don't like it hasn't happened overnight. My fitness journey I've always been from the day I was born just a super super active individual not you I was I know right? hard <laughs> to believe I was always active always running my mom says that I learned to run before I learned how to walk oh. um I I've always been kind of a rough and tough I was a tomboy like a rough and tough girl mm-hmm. I, w- I never would sit and play with Barbies or brush girls hair they were working or... out and they were watching their nutrition I, <laughs> I loved sports sports were yeah. the only thing where I felt like I kind of belonged because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like I can't Very draw I can't sing I can't <laughs> but I, I can play soccer <laughs> I like to think I can sing <laughs> yeah. yeah in the shower but you can play you can play guitar <laughs> oh I can like pluck away at a few chords but I, <laughs> I wouldn't even consider that playing okay um So it's just been a progression of loving being active to then, as you get older, learning about the benefits of being active Mm -hmm. and, um, and then taking ownership of your body and wanting to live well. Mm -hmm. And then also just seeing like the difference between people who don't take care of their bodies and what they end up looking like or, um, feeling like when they're older. Or just health scares too. Like you get, what is it? Type two diabetes, which is brought on to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and just everything, diseases and everything that's out there now. Um, so yeah, that's just been a super, um, a journey that was actually tied in with nutrition. So I, I, I believe that everybody has kind of a different relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks differently for everyone. I had a super unhealthy relationship with food for many, many years. <laughs> um, I had an eating disorder for 10 years. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I was anorexic and I, um, food was just not a, a healthy thing for me at all. Mm. So I, I worked through that. Um, it was also tied in with, with fitness. So for many years, fitness was also pretty negative and unhealthy. I was obsessed with it mm. and I would pair it with, the um, with the anorexia and it all became an obsession. So it was very, very negative, but I've worked through all of that. And now it's, I've turned it around so that it's a super positive thing mm-hmm. in my life. And, um, I've learned about food and nutrition and how it can benefit your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually now I want to work with girls who struggle with eating disorders and yeah. educate them on, on food. Um, so yeah, so now my relationship with food is amazing and I've learned so much about how it has, um, it can contribute to, to healing and to, um, just thriving in life in general. Well, food is like one thing I do love about going back to Europe and visiting my family and all that kind of stuff, or just like, um, you know, getting more in touch with my family here is what certain things kind of mean. And it's kind of funny and cliche, but food is culture. Food is family. Um, you know, like it's comfort, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, curing ailments, all that kind of stuff. And it's the same with, you know, beverages and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff why do you think it was like such a big deal to have like big feasts during holidays or food you know, is community. One, it one brings thing, people together. Yeah, no, of mm-hmm. course. Like, yeah. If you have a bad harvest and your neighbor down the road has a good harvest, chances are they're going to help you out, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, it's, it's just, you, you look at any kind of 
like biblical story or folk tale or something like that. So many of them revolve around food mm-hmm. and like, Oh, you know, a plague was brought down. So then like the, the barley was bad or something like that. Yeah. And there's so many things about war or stories or, you know, laws. Like one, one thing I like to tell is the Reinheitsgebot act of 1516 in uh, Bavaria. Everyone likes, like there's breweries nowadays. <laughs> one was big rock and they're like, Oh, we use the German purity law of 1516. And like, we follow that rule. And you know, like this means that the beer is good. It's pure. You only use four ingredients, hops, um, barley, water, and yeast. Like those are the only four ingredients you use. You have to use barley. If you use wheat, it's not the Reinhardt act. Yeah. So it's pure. It's German pure law. And I'm like, no, the law was actually brought in because, uh, in, in Munich, Bavaria, they were using all the wheat to make beer and wheat was preferred to bake with. So people uh, were starving because they wanted to drink beer. Yeah. So they were using all the wheat reserves to make beer. So they, the king put this Ryan Hetzkeboat act to preserve the wheat for just food. food and then yeah. the barley was used to make beer yeah. because people were just drinking themselves to starvation. Hmm. So it's like, it doesn't have to do anything with the beer being better than this or that. Like there's lots of good beers that have, this or you know like there's fruit beers there's different kinds of hot beers there's you know rye or oat or whatever beer so i thought that was kind of a funny thing but food can change things like that definitely like it'll change a country for whatever reason so yeah it brings hope and Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely like i said it's everyone has their own relationship with food and Mm -hmm. what food means to them for sure yeah and so maybe let's jump into a little bit, uh, let's continue going with the food direction. Mm-hmm. So with your, with your business mm-hmm. and you know, your love of nutrition, what are some things you've been noticing that kind of just make you kind of cringe that you see on social media mm-hmm. or you want to like dispel lots of myths about mm-hmm. certain foods? Like one that I like to hear and I like to shut down quickly is all fats are bad fats. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Avocados are delicious. Mm-hmm. It's like a vegetable butter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, that's definitely a myth that I think is has done a good job with getting busted. It's definitely becoming more common knowledge yeah. that fats are good. And mm-hmm. the word fat isn't uh, something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those listeners who haven't heard this yet, um, yeah, fats are our brain food. So like things like oils, olive oil and coconut oil. I take omega-3 every day. Yeah. Um, avocados, like you said, they're, um, they actually decrease inflammation in our body. So you could eat more fats to help your shoulder Perfect. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like to, um, bust these myths for people for sure. Like you said. Um, but other things I'm noticing is, a lot of people, they're just uneducated. They don't, the, the media is so full of, um, lies of what, what is good for us. And mm-hmm. it, cause it's so wrapped up in marketing and, um, people just need to be educated on what is good, what is healthy, um, ingredients that are toxic to our bodies mm-hmm. versus those ones that, that build us up and balance us out. Um, so I, my passion is just to educate people. Um, I find that a lot of, a lot of, um, I guess like, I don't want to target like nutritionists or dietitian or holistic nutritional consultants like myself, a lot of people within this field that are coming out, I find it very targeted towards people that can only afford the health food. Um, it's very like, Oh, take, um, like go to your local health food store, which costs 
so much money to get the health food stuff. But what about the people that um, need to get healthy but can't necessarily can't afford, afford to just go to the organic food store? Right? And that's why it's so easy for people just to go back to fast food, get, yeah. get that burger at McDonald's or whatever, because it is, you know, it's two bucks, it's, it's five bucks or whatever. Like, why do I need to go and buy a bag of avocados yeah. for, you know, 10 bucks and, yep. you know, a big box of strawberries for eight bucks or something like that. I can just get a burger for that. Yeah. So I, I aim to educate, I guess, without having this safety net of the go to your local organic food store. I want to educate people with how to eat healthier, um, with using common ingredients that most people would find in mm-hmm. their local grocery store, which living up North, that's the way you have to do it. Right. Cause we mm-hmm. don't have these healthy organic food stores on every corner. No, exactly. And like, so. it's also hard to find a lot of those, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't use the term superfood, but like those really good foods that are good for all kinds of different things. Like avocados, yeah. you can't grow them up here. No. You know, it's very, hard, it's very hard to grow a lot of fruits and vegetables up in this part mm-hmm. of the world, but you can get blueberries and this and that and stuff, which are great for you. Yeah. You know, you can find chaga if you can find a birch tree most mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. So those are really good too. Um, so where can you find some information? Like where's, where's the place that you go to double check your sources right. or, um, make sure that, you know, you're not, you hear something from somebody and you're like, well, let me double check on that. Cause you know, there's been people where, you know, like I'll hear, oh, bananas are just sugar sticks mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody might have an upset stomach. I'm like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it probably uh, turmeric or turmeric, turmeric. turmeric. Yeah. And yep. it's like, oh, well that's really good for your digestive system and also stomach uh, pains as well. Mm-hmm. So like, another anti-inflammatory. Yes. That's what it's known for. Like yes. cur- cur- curcumin in the turmeric is an anti-inflammatory. I, I put it in my smoothies before. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a smoothie guy. I, yeah. like, I like my breakfast smoothie. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. <laughs> but like, where, where, where would you go to check your sources? Yeah, or I agree. Check things? If, somebody, if somebody like gives you something, it's like, hmm, let mm-hmm. me check that. There's so much information out there nowadays. It's information overload and people get so overwhelmed that they almost just throw their hands in the air in and that's where they give up and they're like I'm just gonna eat the McDonald's because I get so overwhelmed knowing what is good for me and what is true and what is not um so a lot of it is what I learned in school Mm -hmm. which um I trust that comes from um obviously true sources but for myself now when I'm doing research um Dr. Mercola is a great Mercola website is a great um resource that I use um, there's, I might be saying this backwards, but it's my, mind, body, green is another source. Um, Dr. Um, Dr. Hyman, I think is it. He's another trusted source. Um, there's, yeah, I have a list actually. I'm in the middle of building my website and okay. I'll have a resource list that people can go to these websites and be like, know that what they're getting okay. is, is true and, and well-sourced yeah. information. Yeah. Cause it's, I feel bad. There's a lot of information. Yeah. There's a lot of process for sure too. too I remember I was hearing a big thing on social media that coconut oil is now bad for you Yeah. or not as good. Is that true? Um, so to, as far as like my knowledge, I f- fully stand behind coconut oil. Mm-hmm. I think whatever research was done, uh, saying that it's not true that, um, that research was not maybe like thorough enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe that that coconut oil is, um, a saturated fat that your body metabolizes differently than Mm -hmm. other saturated fats. And that, um, it's extremely beneficial to, 
to your mind, to um, your nervous system. Oh, your hair and all, like skin and all that kind of yeah. stuff too. Like yeah, it's, it, it seems like many, many uses. Yeah, I know. It seems like kind of be like a, a multi, it's like Swiss Army knife kind of thing. Mm. And I heard from somebody who was like, oh yeah, coconut oil, you know, like if it's hard at room temperature, then imagine what's in, what it's like in your body. I'm like, well, your body's not room temperature. It's warmer. It's warmer. Yeah. So it would, it would be still like in a, a most likely liquid state as yeah. it passes through you kind of thing. So yeah. that's always been one, one thing that's always kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I like, I, I, I love gathering information for people and I love people telling me stories, especially when they're passionate about something. But there's so many times where I'm like, okay, like time out for a second. Like, um, we, I guess you would have known him once he got into that crazy phase, not crazy phase, but, uh, we have a mutual friend that's vegan, uh, that we fought fire with up North. Um, uh, and he's a little bit more extreme than other ones. And there's, there's times where he would try to tell me this or that or whatever. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not saying that it's not a, t- a, t- a terrible diet or anything. I just really don't like when people give you information or propaganda or something like that mm-hmm. and they believe it. So I don't really want to be the person that kind of like tells them, no, you're wrong. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, well, like, I don't know. That's not what I, you know, believe. Well, and I have to question a lot of those, you know, statements or sources when it comes to food and diets or like ways of eating, it's so individual. And that's where people get, um, they get so caught up in saying that one diet works for everybody. Yep. And there is no one way of eating that is across the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a unique body and a, a unique metabolism and mm-hmm. you have to, it's all about finding out what works for you. Well, it's like your background as well. Like what is, what, what's your DNA? Like, like mm-hmm. where are you from in the world do you have a high fiber diet uh, typically like are you from do you have ancestors that are from the rainforest Mm -hmm. or do you have ancestors that are you know island people so they're eating fish every day yeah um you know are you from you know are you are you inuit so you're north and you're like have a usually had a high fat diet Mm -hmm. because if i went to the arctic and i'm eating as much fat as they did typically i would not be healthy and like (laughs) my body would not be happy works for some people and not for others exactly and like and just who you are as a person as well. Like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, foods that are going to be healthy for you, but at the same time, yeah, they, they don't, depending on how much you're putting into your body and over time too, you might, your body might adjust. We go through changes. We're pretty right? adaptable, you know, animals. Yeah. What we need during one season will be different than what another season looks like mm-hmm. and what our body needs for mm-hmm. sure. And that's why, I mean, hence my, um, company name, but I'm all about balance and, um, I stand behind eating locally and eating in season and eating a variety of foods. And that's why, I mean, for myself personally, I don't just stick to one diet. I eat everything, but I choose, um, I guess like the healthy side of everything and yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, how does that work out with you and Andre? Is he quite Mm -hmm. uh, aware and uh, conscious about like what he's eating? So it's been, are you like, like, are you like, just like pulling out your hair? Like, no, like we were talking about earlier, Andre came, Andre came from Czech Republic where they come from the, the very rich foods with creams and pastries. Mm -hmm. And so a wonderful land. Yeah. He has learned so much being married to me and I'm so proud of him because he (laughs) now he knows the difference. Between he knows that I'm right and he's wrong. He'll fry up veggies with in coconut oil or avocado oil. He or makes something. oatmeal every weekend for us. Oatmeal and is delicious. He loves avocados and he's learned to appreciate, I guess, like what's deemed as healthy foods, mm-hmm. um, way more than he ever ever would before. So yeah, but it's been a huge transition for him. <laughs> huge. And yeah. do you believe that you'll be doing that with your son as well? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, if you were to search our cupboards right now, you wouldn't you wouldn't find anything that For is roll like, up, stunkaroos, like the most, gushers. Know, the mo- no, no. <laughs> I grew up with no, that kind no, of stuff. No. <laughs> no, yeah, don't look in this one cupboard. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our, our son is going to be, he'll go over to people's houses and be like, what is a gusher? <laughs> no. What is this? Tries it out. <laughs> da, 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 no. Da. Just like just, eyes, pupils dilate. He's trying sugar for the first time. All of that just to say, like, it's, we've turned it into a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. not just um, a few months we eat healthy and then a few mm-hmm. months we go crazy on sugary foods. He, what will be normal to him is, is how we eat. And yeah. We eat quite I'd say like healthy compared to the mm-hmm. average folk. Um, sure. One thing that like we always did in my family too is like you would have the fruit roll ups. Mm-hmm. We would have our homemade fruit leather. Yeah, yeah, yep. and like that's one thing. I'm not sure if you have your recipes for it. My mom has a great recipe book yeah. that I was able to inherit. Yeah, um, and it's it's awesome. Like it's one thing I, I I took for granted as a kid, big mm-hmm. time. Like homemade food all the time. Like why can't we go to McDonald's? You know, Eddie Murphy's yeah. got and a great little bit. And once in a while bit. is totally fine, yeah. right? No, like, totally. As a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, as a kid, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a homemade meal again. But nowadays, it's like, well, I need a homemade meal. Yeah. I've been on the road for a month. I want to go home. The things we took for granted. <laughs> oh, my little, God. Like, sure. homemade baking or whatever instead of, like, oh, why can't we get, like, deep and delicious McCain's? <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. why? <laughs> like, why would you ever want that now? Yeah. So, like, we'd can our peaches, can the pears, can the, plum, can the plums, make our homemade dumping. dumping Dumplings and stuff. We were fortunate. Oh my god, wow. totally! And like we'd make the homemade fruit leather, like roll it out and everything. Well, my mom typically did. We every now and then we'd help out. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh my god, these are things that I'd love to teach families that mm-hmm. there, it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't need to be complicated. No, but there's healthy, simple. There's the time. You, there's, it, yeah, the time I find is the biggest thing, and like the energy you need to put into doing it. You can go yeah. to the stores and buy those fruit to goes, like the, the, the healthier ones, uh, not like your. Um, you know, the fruit roll-ups from when we were kids that are all kinds of different yeah. colors and dyes and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But you can get like the fruit to go by Sunripe. Or you can make your huge own. amounts of sugar in Yeah, those definitely. Ends. And not natural sugars either. Yeah. You know, one thing is I get my honey for mead from my buddy Brandon Dixon that mm-hmm. lives on Roma Drive. If you're a honey fan, mm-hmm. I will let you know how to get a hold of him. Perfect. He actually did a podcast with us and he's also a musician. He's the honey cowboy. Oh wow. Fantastic. You have, to, you have to listen to the podcast later okay. on. It's one of my older ones. But yeah, he lives on Roma Drive and yeah. him and his family have their own um, honey farm and I buy honey from him all the time to make mead or to put on my toast or whatever or mm-hmm. baking and it is fantastic. Oh, I'm a huge so, fan of honey. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's it's great. It's creamed honey as well. Mm. So it's very, very natural. And so that's what I use to make my mead, which is the sugar from the honey is consumed by the yeast. Mm-hmm. So that you're getting real sugar. Sometimes people will put like Roger's sugar in mm-hmm. there or refined sugar the or whatever. Sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I find if you're able to do that, like if you sweeten your tea with honey, it's so much better than if you put like Rogers or Splenda, mm-hmm. you know, in it. So mm. I find that if you can make little steps, little adjustments, That's and eventually, what it's all about, right? and then eventually you mm-hmm. feel better about that because you're making it a little bit healthier choices and you're going a more natural way, mm-hmm. and then eventually you just let that roll on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do with my clients is I would never shove a whole bunch of information all at once because then they would lose all motivation to make any change. But I give them little bits and pieces, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it looks like just you need to drink more water and that's where we're going to start. And then once you can accomplish that, then we'll add something else. I love drinking water. Like I, I was telling you before, I don't drink a whole lot of coffee. Coffee does have good benefits for you. Uh, I, I'm aware of that. It's just, I don't know. I just 
I told you before, it's just kind of like more of like a, where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I don't drink coffee in the morning to wake up. It's more mm-hmm. of like a little sit down and like, like let's talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait till you have a baby and you don't sleep at night. <laughs> and then you might use coffee to wake yeah, you up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'll get some monster energy drinks. Those are good for you, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, water for me. Like, I usually pound like a, a, a liter of water easily right in the morning as soon as I wake mm-hmm. up. You know, Morgan was so happy about that. Her eyes lit up when we were mm-hmm. doing the podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. listeners, I wish you could see her eyes right now. Yeah. But yeah, throughout the day like I will have water 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 like I'm if ho- you can add lemon to that water in the morning <gasps> then you would be detoxing your liver as well which Ooh, I need I, to I, do I, that I, yeah, I'm getting the idea that you drink a lot so your I, liver I, you will know, need a little TLC I have been <laughs> stepping back on how much I do drink yeah um just because you know I'm hanging out with my dad and not saying that um, my dad doesn't like having his beer or scotch or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I do like to have that kind of stuff too, but I've been trying to lose a bit of weight mm-hmm. for hell attack. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, doing for hell attack. We are always conscious about our seat weight, as you know, Yes. some of us more than others. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, if I can get around 215, that'd be awesome. Maybe. So yeah, if we're going to do 215, 210 this year. But then it's maintaining that, right? No, and I know. I know. People... But there'll be every now and then, like, so I'm really hoping I can cut back on a big time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like every now and then, yeah, sure. Like, you know, have a few more beers than usual, but yeah. you know, like. You got to make know. it a lifestyle, not just Oh a, yeah. A and this is the thing is that like, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, like. I, I try to change that, but I don't want to change it so much where it's like, I, I do enjoy my thing. Like, uh, I'm not going to go to the point, and this is just me, like, uh, maybe when I get older and I really need to start switching things over, I still like to enjoy things I like. Mm-hmm. Like, yesterday I went to Sammy's, well, I guess it's RJ's now in, in Grimshaw, and I had a matzo burger mm-hmm. and a, a curly fry poutine. Because <gasps> I like eating there. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid in, like, junior high, like, it was always that, that was the place to go. It has and, like, sentimental have, value. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, man, I love their matzo burger so much. So you go there, you have that, and then I... Uh, you know, I won't have a burger for a while again. Or if I yeah. do, I'll have one at home yeah. where it's with deer meat and avocados on there and tomatoes and all this other kind of good stuff. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> wow. like, if you wanted to have some good meats at my, my dad's place, like he would, he would treat you. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like it's just for me, it's all moderation. You know, like now, now I'm coming to my thirties here. It's, I'm not, I'm not going to change my lifestyle overnight. And it's just little things here and there, like where I'd have like three beers a day, Mm -hmm. I might have like one or two drinks a day or, you know, maybe one or two every two days kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit moderation, reduction, all that kind of stuff. Cause I really do enjoy my beer. And one thing is when I'm traveling, I really overindulge. When I came back, I lost all my muscle weight and gained some fat, yeah. <laughs> fat weight. So I'm like, Oh, I'm the same weight as when I left. Oh, why are the pants a little bit tighter though? Right? Some winter insulation. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to wear a jacket all the time because I'm walking around all the time. Yeah. But that, that's the hardest is when you go travel and you have those heavy, a fat diets like in the Czech or Eastern yeah, Europe. Yeah. My grandma used to say, she's Austrian. She's like, if you don't eat today, there's a war tomorrow and then you starve and die. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, grandma, we don't live in a time if where there's always a war. Mentality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She'd be the kind of person that would like cook six European wieners mm. in a pot and be like, I will have three. I'm like, you're 90 years old. You're not going to eat three of these. You're going to expect me to eat all of them. Mm. They're like, I can't eat six European wieners and then shovel a driveway and not puke. <laughs> like, yeah. You're crazy lady. 
So that's that's my thing right now is I'm just focused on moderation. Don't overeat. Still keep drinking a lot of that water. I'll mm-hmm. start adding lemon to it. There you go. <laughs> or what about lime? Would lime juice have the same effect or grapefruit? Um, no, lime doesn't cleanse the liver. It doesn't have the detoxifying hmm. effects as much as, as lemon. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so lemon, most people actually think it's a very uh, acidic because it tastes very uh, um, mm-hmm. acidifying when it goes down. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually a basic food and so when, it, oh, when it's in your okay. body it turns into um a P, like a, a basic ph so it's actually it's, when it's in your body when it's in your body because remember as a kid we'd have the scale where milk was a basic and then yeah. lemon was acidic yeah I but in your fridge actually in your body it turns, it turns basic. basic so fascinating yeah so it's actually very because diseases like to thrive in acidic environments really yeah so huh. Um, like cancer for one is thrives in an acidic body. So um, with, with cancer patients, yes. I work at trying to bring their bodies into a basic environment because cancer cannot thrive in a basic environment. Amazing. So yeah. if I was arguing with anybody else, I'd say you're probably wrong, <laughs> but I trust you because to me, it's just like, like, well, obviously milk's not the, like the, the basic for the, the whole universe, but like milk is something where, you know, bacteria can live and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where you would think acidic, nothing could really live in like that kind of environment. Right. Cause you think it kills everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's kind of, it's backwards. Huh. Yeah, a lot of people actually go fascinating when they hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt like Joe Rogan there. We were like, whoa, crazy. Yeah. You done a DMT? You know? <laughs> Lemons are, for me, they're like a superfood for sure. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Yeah. I was always like, it's just my, my, uh, my, scene in the bar life kind of thing where I've worked at breweries and stuff and you used to see that tray of lemons all the time there and you're like what's <laughs> growing on that tequila right <laughs> well no not tequila but we'd, we we put in beer as well you mm. put a slice of lemon mm-hmm. on the side if yeah. you're having a wheat beer um, but it's just always sitting there mm-hmm. you know and this is like how long ago do they cut those lemons but I suppose you know if you're having your own lemon you can cut it up or whatever I'll talk to the kitchen see if they can start getting lemons and put a couple slices in there and you're yeah. laughing and a lot of people struggle with just getting water in so adding lemon kind of Gives a little bit of that zest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, okay, so kind of the final note here. Mm-hmm. What's it been like being a mom? <gasps> because I'm not trying to be rude, Yeah. but when I knew you mm-hmm. as firefighter, you were happy-go-lucky, you're going to see the whole world, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Nothing mm-hmm. was slowing you down. And, you know, when you uh, when you had certain partners and stuff, I was like, that makes sense. They're going to travel the world together and it's going to be cool. Yeah. And knowing Andre now, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that would have stuck with that idea. Yeah. Um, now you have a kid. You're a mom. I've got brown hair, not you got blonde brown hair. hair. Is that your natural <laughs> hair color? This is closer to my natural. Oh. It's not my natural. Well, we'll wait till summertime <laughs> when it brightens up again. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Northern Alberta summers. Woo. Um, but... Yeah. How has that been going? Oh and, and, and with yeah. the nutritional lifestyle, because mm-hmm. when you're pregnant, I'm sure you have those cravings. You want comfort food. You want the baby to gain weight, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have such a fitness mind style. Like I was making the joke and I'm like, oh, Amy's pregnant. She probably still has a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Close. No. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You packed a lot into that question, but it, Sorry. we're in, we're kind of wrapping things up. Um, but it's been the biggest transition, definitely, that I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I still feel like me. Like I still have that kind of gypsy mindset, and like you can see, since I've been married, Andre and I haven't stayed in one place for very long. Mm-hmm. And I think that might continue a little bit, um, even though we have a son now. 
Um, we have, you saw our, we have a bowler trailer, which was mm-hmm. a good investment for us. That looks so our cool. new uh, thing on the horizon actually is to take our little one and just go travel across Canada. So that's what we're actually going to be doing hopefully in the next few months. Let me know if you need some places to stop by or people to visit. I will. Yeah. I know probably at least two people per province. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we still, we want to teach Levi um, that free lifestyle, I guess. Like you hippies, (laughs) dirty hippies. Just, I've never been one to be tied down with the the nine to five job and to, I don't know. I, I still have that free spirit in me, but the last six months have taught me, uh, patience and self-control and I realized that I've lived so selfishly in the mm-hmm. last like 31 years. Um, cause now everything's about him. So it's the most, I think I said this already, like beautiful, chaotic life right now. Um, getting used to having a baby and just our lives are completely revolved around him, but it's, Oh, I wouldn't replace it for anything. Like yeah. being a mom, even saying that now, it's, it feels weird. And probably the person you used to know me, it's weird seeing me as a mom. I wouldn't now. say it's weird, but it's definitely like a new step, a stage in your life. It's for a sure. new stage, and that's everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, you're never the same person. Just like yeah. how we're talking, like how your diets change, yeah. you change as a person as well. It's amazing. Yeah, it's and the person true. that you knew, me back, mm-hmm. you know, uh, me that you knew back uh, when we were fighting fire, like yep. I've changed as well. Yeah. I know you haven't seen it completely yet, but uh, you know, the more we'll. You look the, more mature. The more, thank you. It's the gray hair. Uh, the more we talk, the more we hang out. The more I see you and your husband and your son. Yeah. You know, like the more we'll kind of see, like, oh wow, things are different. And like that's anybody you run into. Like I'm sure if you ran into Brian Fair, it'd be the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Or Sean Gillis or Sam. Yeah. Maybe not Sam. <laughs> he's <laughs> still, always be. He's Sam. still killing things yeah. and uh, you know packing a lip and smoking a dart, drinking coffee. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome though. So. um, you are looking always, always, you're always looking for new clients. Yeah. Balanced Spoon Nutritional Consulting is open for clients now. So mm-hmm. I'll be working on the road. I can work from home. I can work anywhere. Yep. Um, so I have an online business. So yeah. What are the best ways for them to get a hold? We'll, we'll put links or, you know, yep. the, the addresses and all that kind of stuff, the handles or what do you want to call them yep. uh, on the link as well. But mm-hmm. so Balanced Spoon, um, on Instagram mm-hmm. and then, uh, Balanced Spoon on Facebook. If you type that in, I think I'm the only one out okay. there. Um, yeah, my Facebook page right now, it just has like interesting articles and stuff, but you can, if you want to reach me, you can shoot me an email at amy.sodek at gmail.com. Okay. Um, or connect with me via any of the social media. Um, and I try to respond right away. Right on. Yeah. And as always listeners, you can always get a hold of me at chalupacabra52 on Instagram. Um, if you have any questions or suggestions or I don't know anything that we might have covered that you kind of want to hear again. Uh, yeah, yeah, Amy, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I see that the husband and the baby are outside, and they want to have a. They, he yeah. wants to have a nap, probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that has been great. I'm so happy that you welcomed me into your beautiful home, and mm. it's been great to catch up with you. again. It's been great to connect with you. Right on. Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, no worries. We'll have to do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, listeners. Uh, this was episode thirty. Which one are we doing now? This is thirty-four. Yeah, 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 thirty-four. Woo. So yeah, awkward throw clear. Going strong still. Uh, Next one will probably be with some firefighters. We'll see how it goes. Cheers.